How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's time for a look back on today's match. This is the full-time report with the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Today's game is brought to you by Equifax. Mercedes Benz, the best or nothing. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. The Home Depot, with more ways to help you take on your home projects delivered right to your door. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Dunkin' Donuts, conquer the season with Dunkin's new Atlanta United Donuts. Piedmont Healthcare and Ford. The home for MLS in Atlanta. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's the voices of our Atlanta United, Mike Conti and Jason Longshore. Well, how do you enjoy your night? It's fun. <laughs> a little stressful. It got stressful. It was fun. But it was fun. 1-0 Atlanta United scoring in the fourth of four added minutes. Marcelino Moreno to give Atlanta United a much-needed win, I think psychologically. I mean, not in terms of table implications or anything like that, just for the psychology, and I'm sure that's something that Heinze is going to talk about. This team has really put in a lot of work. You know, this was their ninth match of the season already in a six-week span. Uh, They were coming off back-to-back draws on the road at Philadelphia and at Miami. Conditions were a big factor down in Miami, and – it seemed like this was destined for a scoreless draw, but then Jake Mulraney and Marcelina Moreno had other thoughts, and sometimes you just need something like that to give you a kickstart. I don't know what's going to happen from here. There were moments last year where I thought, okay, that's going to jumpstart Atlanta United a little bit, and that was not to be, but you have much more time remaining in this season, and you have a team that is apparently getting fitter, Getting healthier, I thought it was very significant, Jason, that Joseph played the full 90 tonight, first time this season. Uh, and you saw an exhibition of Atlanta United's depth bringing able, being able to bring Jake Mulraney off the bench late with fresh legs to produce the game-winning play. Jake Mulraney has made an impact quite often this season, whether it's been as a starter, whether it's been off the bench he came in and he brought a little bit of directness that was missing at times. And there's going to be conversation about the pace of play. There's going to be conversations about possession and what it's leading to. Those things are still there because it is not where it needs to be yet. But you need those game changers. You need those pace changers. And what Jake Mulraney gives you is somebody who is not afraid at times, even when it looks like there's nothing on just to put his foot on the gas and go and see what he can make out of nothing. That time, 
The ball from Bello, it plays Mulraney in. He takes it out wide, and he has to create space on the dribble. He does that on his own, picks out Marcelino Moreno, and carries this team to three points. Well, as you said, Brad Guzan was on his way to being man of the match until the final kick. And Marcelino Moreno is the man of the match. Not only did he score the game-winning goal, but he also led the team in shots with four. One on target, had two key passes or scoring opportunities created. Two of the eight for Atlanta United today. Moreno also passed at 93%. Uh, and was scored with 70 good passes and or crosses. So uh, a lot more than the goal going into it for Marcelino Moreno, but he is our man of the match presented by Heineken. Outstanding performance from Marcelino, and he's a player who who gives you everything he has every time he's on the pitch. He had a shot in the first half that I thought we might see a little bit more of. He had some moments where the touches were a little loose, but he battled through it and kept going and that's something you just have to do in this team you have to expect the next chance to come and if it's not coming you have to try to make that chance with your pressure his goal but also his defensive play inside the 18 at the very end critical so Marcelino Moreno the man of the match brought to you by Heineken the statistical recap brought to you by Piedmont an official health care partner of Atlanta United shot how even was this shots were 10-10 shots on target 2-2 Possession was 63-37, Atlanta United. Sometimes that doesn't tell the whole story. The duels, 59-41, Atlanta United. That is very significant. Montreal was winning more than 50% of their duels on the season, so that was big. Atlanta passing at 88%, Montreal at 83. Five corners to three, Atlanta United. But each team with 15 fouls, each team called offside twice, very, very even match. Montreal probably feels a little bit hard done that they come out of here with no uh, points in the bank. They absolutely will. They they played well on short rest. Montreal's a good team. Uh, I think any questions that we might have had about who Montreal is and how good they can be this season have been washed away. This is a well-coached team from Wilfred Nancy and a lot of players who, you know, maybe some teams are going to be thinking – We shouldn't have let Jordi Mihailovic go. We shouldn't have let Kamal Miller go. Some really good players that ended up in Montreal, and they've got a chip on their shoulder. Okay, uh, we're going to take a break. Quite a few of you on Twitter want to hear how the final goal sounded, or the only goal sounded. We'll let you hear it after this. Keep sending us your comments and questions at MikeConti929. And at Longshoe, along with the highlights, we'll also hear from some players in the Atlanta United dressing room right after this. Atlanta United... At the death, squeezes out a 1-0 win over Club de Foot Montreal. The full-time report continues in a moment on Sports Radio 92.9. Time report on Sports Radio 92.9. The game, Arcade Fire. Music for Montreal. 1-0. Atlanta United defeats Montreal tonight. Let's go downstairs. Heinze has a smile the size of Fulton County as he takes questions from the media. Hey, thanks for joining the press conference. We'll go ahead and get started with questions for Coach. 
First question will go to Doug. Go ahead. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Coach, and thank you, Pedro. Coach, if you could please just kind of describe your emotions as they went throughout the night with the crowd and the chanting and, and then the goal in the final seconds. Bueno, oh, I'm sorry. No, sí, está bien. Sí, sí puedes describir tus emociones durante el partido. Bueno, las emociones es, es, son al final de, del partido. Well, the emotions are after the game, at the end of the game. Y también eh, es algo muy bonito de ver, de ver mucha gente en, en, en un estadio. And it's beautiful to see so many people in the stadium. Que hace mucho que no se ve. It's a long time without seeing this. Que creo que el fútbol es de la gente. Y bueno, por lo demás, eh, for the rest, es, estoy contento por, por, porque los jugadores se han, han, han hecho todo para llevarse la victoria. Buenas noches, Gabriel y Pedro. Gabriel, seguro, no hay duda que usted tenía un plan táctico en este partido, claramente Montreal también, pero al final parece que se convirtió en un partido que había que ganar, la, o sea, ganar el partido como sea y se logró. Eh, ¿cómo, ¿Qué fue lo que hizo el equipo al final como para llegar a ese, a ese instante? Just about what the team did in the final minutes of the game to be able to get the decisive goal. Bueno, primero, yo no, no le digo a mis futbolistas que ganen un partido como sea. First, I don't tell my players to win a game like using like every different ways to, to win a game. Y no lo ganamos a cualquier manera. And I don't think we win this, uh, we won this game by doing something in general. Eh, eh, considero que el equipo ha hecho, eh, ha atacado muy bien. I believe that the, the team attacked very well. Los primeros ocho o nueve minutos nos costó defender. Like the, the first minutes we had some problems defending. Y después todo el partido el equipo también ha defendido bien. For the rest of the game I, I believe that the team uh, defend well. Y bueno, esto, estas cosas tiene el fútbol de, que yo siempre digo, haces cuando intentas siempre, eh, Algún día paga, ¿no? It's also what football brings. Like, as much as you try at one, point, at one point, football is going to pay you back. Contra un equipo que... Against a team. Que da placer analizarlo. A, it was a pleasure to analyze this team. Si el partido eh, lo imaginé como, como sucedió, muy duro. And the game, eh, like, happened as, as I analyzed, like a very hard game to play. Next question will go to Chris Smith. Hi, was the Alan Franco substitution tactical or a fitness issue? And regardless, uh, where is he in terms of his sort of transition to the squad and his, his development? Bueno, es muy pronto todavía para dar un, eh, un diagnóstico. It's, it's too early to, to give you an answer about this. Pero tuvo un, se ha, ha tuvo un problema en, un, en, en uno de los eh, tobillos. He, he had a problem in one of his ankles. Así que bueno, él quería seguir, pero tenía mucho dolor. He wanted to play, but he had so much pain. 
Next question, Betsy Martinez. Hi, Coach. Quick question for you. Um, overall, great game. Um, just wondering, do you think that something could have been done differently in order for the goal to have come sooner? Si crees que algo podría haber pasado para hacer que el gol llega antes. No, no. No, Se me es muy difícil responder esa pregunta. It's very hard for me to answer this question. Porque el equipo ha hecho todo para marcar. Because the team did everything to, to try to score. Después, si es antes o después. But if it's before or after. Eh, la verdad que no, 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 no programo eso. This is like something that I cannot uh, solve or to program. Pero sí que se hubo posibilidades de marcar antes. But I think we have uh, like some chances to, to score before. Okay. Heinze looking very satisfied and upbeat after his team's 1-0 win over Montreal tonight. Let's get to the highlights now. And uh, we'll start in the first half. Atlanta United in the first seven minutes of this match produced two outstanding scoring opportunities. And we thought, after watching the first 10 minutes, wow, this could be a goalie aided tonight. We could have end-to-end -end play, a lot of scoring opportunities both ways. It didn't really work out that way. Uh, for long stretches of this match. But in the first 10 minutes, two great chances for Atlanta United. The first one here from Eric Lopez. Off the free kick. Here's Moreno pitching it towards goal. Lopez with a header. Parried away from the near post. And out for a corner by Diop. And then about a minute later, it was Joseph who had three really good opportunities to uh, open the scoring tonight, sending a header over the crossbar. And the scoreline remained empty. Squaring it to Robinson, who sends it down the middle. A beautiful ball to Joseph Martinez in front of center circle. Square it to the left now to Moreno. Down the left wing to George Bello. Bello dribbles to the corner of the 18, out of the end line. Here's a cross for Joseph over the crossbar. Out for a goal kick. Well, there's another one where, jo uh, where Bello, by the way, was involved mm -hmm. in the buildup. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Bello, Bello played well. Bello got forward well. It's something that I think... At times, this team gets a little too focused on setting up Brooks Lennon for those situations. George Bellows' crossing has improved every time, every season. You want to see more from him in the final third. Second half now. Again, kind of a stalemate. There were times where Atlanta United was on the front foot. There were times where Montreal was on the front foot. But again, two really good opportunities for Joseph, starting with this header midway through the second half. Hurtado will drop it back to Onyama. It plays over to the left side now to Miller. Back to Onyama. Down the middle, Ahmed Hamdi. Intercepted by Miles Robinson. 3v3 developing. Here's Moreno coming straight down the middle. Moreno into the run of George Bello. Left side. Bello edge of the box. Cross. Joseph missed the header. Out for goal kick. And then a few minutes later, kind of a scramble in the net mouth where Joseph had a sliding shot and ended up getting a big piece of Rudy Camacho. But again, the ball does not go in. Mulraney, it does swing away to the back post, and it lands right at the edge of the six to Joseph. Sliding shot, saved by Diop, and covered there. 
you know, for a match that felt like it was destined to end in a scoreless draw, I think sometimes we forget that there were really good scoring opportunities before Moreno finally, finally broke through in the fourth added minute. And this felt like, tell me if you agree, this felt like the match where Joseph has gotten the most service so far this year. Possibly. I'd have to go back and compare a little bit. There there were sequences where I think Atlanta struggled to get the looks that Bellow had early on his cross to Joseph on that later cross that was mistimed by Joseph and the one that Marcelino Moreno put away. Those three make you lean in that direction, and I would, I would agree with that. There were other times where it felt like that wide play, getting wide to put in the dangerous cross, wasn't happening enough. To go back and analyze that a little bit. Okay, now the goal came right at the death. You know what happened. Jake Mulraney to Marcelino Moreno. If you were here and you did not hear it, this is what it sounded like on the radio. Short time remaining. Atlanta United again trying to attack down the left wing. Sosa at center circle. Back to the left, Bellow. Bellow around his man. Sends it ahead now to Jake Mulraney. Left attacking third. Mulraney, side of the 18. Mulraney, cross, header, score! At the death, Atlanta United is going to win it! Incredible! Marcelino Moreno hits the back post, and instead of spinning out, it spins in. And Atlanta United, at the death, has stolen three points. Incredible. Did I mention it was incredible? It was also the hot play of the match brought to you by Scana for over 20 years. Scana Energy has made it easy for Georgians to receive the best natural gas rates and excellent customer service. Call 877-467-2262 to sign up today. Let's go downstairs. Brad Guzan now with the podium. The game, understanding of how we want to play and how we want to adjust things. Uh, and so, you know, not to take anything away from, from Montreal because I, I thought they were very good. Um, they are very good. They're a very good team. Watching them in, in previous games, coming into this game, um, you know, but to, to ultimately come away with three points, it's, it's I think it's, one, a, a good result, but two, it's a, it's a, it leaves a very good feeling within the group to, to continue to push forward. Next question to Felipe. Hey, Brad. Um, to your point, you know, this team does, you can tell that there's work being put in, that there's effort in every game. Um, and especially here at home, teams are going to wait and sit back. And Montreal did a little bit of that for most of the game. In the end, you guys just needed to win. It feels like this team, with the work that's being put in, this, these three points tonight were just so important. Yeah, um, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a massive three points, plain and simple. Next question will go to Chris Smith. Chris? Chris? I think you're still muted, Chris. Chris, go ahead. Just Sorry, yeah, I've got it. Got it. There you go. 
Yeah. Um, just just tell me how you felt when the when the goal went in with with a with a full crowd sort of cheering the goal in and, and everything like that. How that how that feel when it went in? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you're you're you know you're you're buzzing. You're, um, you know, I, I was saying afterwards, it's it's almost probably a better feeling to score and win like that than if we were to have scored in in the 25th minute in in one one zero. So. Um, you know, the, it, it, it's it's a morale booster. It's a confidence booster. Um, you know, it certainly wasn't our, our best game. Um, but sometimes you, you just got to be able to get over the hump and, and find a way to get a result. And, and tonight we did that. Go back to Joe first, then Felipe. Hey, Brad, uh, Gabby seemed generally happy with the way that they, the team played tonight, uh, just in terms of clean on the ball, very technical, you know, uh, what was it? Was it a positive message at halftime? What was that halftime message that he gave you guys? Yeah, um, you know, we, we needed to continue to, to, to probe and, and press forward. And, um, you know, there was one or two decent chances in the first half and one or two leading up to the goal. Um, you know, I wouldn't call them great chances, but I would say there's certainly certainly half chances, if not full chances. And so, um, you know, we, we needed to, to, to stick with it, continue to, to push forward and, and, you know, believe that we're going to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, it's no secret that, that you know, we, we, we want to be scoring more goals and, and that hopefully will come. Uh, but sometimes, you know, games like this come and, and like That's I said, you've, you've got to find a way, whether it's one nil or, or five nil, sometimes these one nil games, they, they, they leave a, a lasting impact on the group and, and hopefully tonight we'll do that. Okay, Brad Guzan, who got his second clean sheet of the league season this year for every Atlanta United clean sheet. Atlanta United donates $2,000 to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. With tonight's clean sheet, Atlanta United donates another $2,000 to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta to bring this year's donation total currently to $4,000. Anything you'd like to react to from Brad or from Heinzer? No, I think you get the the emotion out of both of them of, of what this game means and, and what it can mean going forward. The the work was a, it was it was difficult tonight because Montreal's a good team. You didn't really get the sense that they were sitting back so much at, at until late where they were running out of gas. But they're a good team. This is a good win. This is a a, a difficult one and Sure, as as players have said as Gabriel Heinze has said consistently, this is a work in progress. It is not where you want it to be in November. It's not November. It's the middle of May. It is, you know, early in this season. There are 15 more matches here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium this year. Do you think Montreal is the best team Atlanta United has played so far? No, I think Philadelphia is. Fair enough. I think Philadelphia is the best team that Atlanta's played. I think New England's next. Okay, fair enough. Montreal's right there, though. That's yeah, the I thing agree. is there's I, not much separating those three. No, and, and Orlando, too. I, I don't think there's a lot separating maybe those four teams right now. Um, I think it goes back to something we've been saying for a while. There's no such thing as three easy points in Major League Soccer 2021, especially in the Eastern Conference. Again, you have you know, the Philadelphia match just ended, and they won. So just looking at the live table, you have – this is crazy. 12 teams within three points at first. It's early. 12 teams with five points or more. 
Okay, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll take your questions and comments on Twitter. Last call for that. Send them at Mike Conti 929 and at Longshoe. And we'll continue with the full-time report in just a moment as Atlanta United defeats Montreal 1-0 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, let's go back downstairs. The man who scored the game-winning goal, Marcelino Moreno, now at the podium. Next question to Betsy Martinez. Betsy, your line's open. Hola, Marcelino. ¿Puedes elaborar más cómo te sientes con el gol que metiste esta noche? Bueno, eh, contento. Contento, como dije recién, porque sirvió para ganar. Eh, la verdad que hicimos un gran trabajo hoy y lo merecíamos. Eh, no se nos venía dando el resultado y hoy, gracias a Dios, se nos pudo dar. Well, as I said, I'm happy with the goal because it was able to get us uh, the three points and I thought we deserved it. Um, we hadn't been getting the results that we wanted, so this was an important one. Next question to Doug. Can you hear me, Justin? Yep. Okay. Uh, Marcelino, do you think that this goal and the, the manner of the victory could be what kind of sparks the offense uh, for the next few weeks in a tough stretch of games? Si crees que este gol de anoche y, y este partido puede ser Bueno, puede iniciar el ataque en los partidos que viene. Como estamos todos preparados para trabajar, no sé si se refiere a mi posición o a qué. Si crees que este gol de anoche puede ser impactante o si puede iniciar el juego ofensivo del equipo en los próximos partidos. Sí, porque bueno, nos da un punto de de ánimo, que como te dije que lo veníamos necesitando y, y estamos preparados estamos preparados para atacar, sí, totalmente Yes, I think it encourages us and we're prepared to attack totally, so I agree with you Next question to Chris Smith uh, Hi Marcelino um, How well do you think the team is adjusting to Gabriel Ainsley's methods, and do you think that this late goal and and sort of the perseverance to get there, how much of a reflection is that on on what he's installing into the team? ¿Cómo crees que el equipo está adaptando al eh, al sistema de Gabriel y si este gol ayuda con ese proceso? Eh, el gol es una muestra de lo que hacemos en la semana. Eh, tuvimos varias ocasiones de gol hoy y Nunca abandonamos la idea, como, como repito siempre. Okay. Eh, lo que hacemos en la semana lo tratamos de trasladar todos los fines de semana. Yeah, what we do is, is work really hard during the week. Um, and we created some chances and, um, you know, was able to score that one. But the important thing is the, the work that we're doing through, throughout the weeks. Okay, that's Marcelino Moreno downstairs, the man of the match, who scored the game-winning goal right at the death as Atlanta United defeats Montreal 1-0. If you're listening to us on Sirius XM Channel 157, have a great night. We're glad you joined us. We hope you're entertained. You're going to Portland and San Jose. For those of you listening to us in Atlanta and around the world on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, we'll continue with the full-time report after this on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
halftime report on Sports Radio 92.9. The game, Atlanta United defeats Montreal 1-0. But Diana Ross is not the siren of French Canada. That's Celine Dion. So why are we playing Diana Ross? Well, Celine Dion gets people in trouble on, on social media, so we won't do that one. we got to be careful about that. Yeah. But, no, we're, we're changing things up where we're going to play one song from the city that, that was defeated. We're going to play one song for the upcoming opponent, and that will be coming up next, and we had a vote on Twitter for that. But the middle song is for the man of the match, and it was Marcelino Moreno. And his original club, Atletico Palmira, who a lot of Atlanta United fans bought scarves that we put together with soccer down here and, and helped us donate a lot of money to a soccer school that, that bears Marcelino's name at Atletico Palmira. A bunch of kids are getting to play, thanks to you guys. One of the club's nicknames is Escoba, just broom. Broom swept away. Marcelino Moreno swept away the bad feelings out of the bins and brought three points in. There you go. Okay, that makes sense. That had to work there. Took and, a second to get there, but get that's there. not bad. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's take your questions and comments on Twitter now. Uh, Paul Devon says, let's see if Longshue and Mike Conti will speak on the disjointed nature of the Atlanta United midfield and the toothlessness of the five stripes attack. This team is slow, boring, and lacking decision-making and creativity. Um, one, during the match, uh, I did talk about the pace of play quite a bit. Atlanta United well, has wait, to... Let me, inter- let me interrupt. Let me interrupt. Okay, go ahead. Uh, um, uh, Paul and some other people on Twitter um, tend to really dislike everything we say and yet constantly tweet at us during matches about things we are saying. So I'm, tr- I'm trying to square the two of just really disliking us but yet continuing to listen to us, which is strange. But Paul has, um, let's see, 5,972 followers, so I think with that many followers, we need to speak to us. We do, we do, and if Paul is listening, I spoke Which quite he is, a bit. I'm sure. Yes, I spoke quite a bit about the pace of play, and it is something that needs to improve, and I don't think it's just playing fast, and this is something that Gabrielle Heinze answered this week in, in media availability. Playing fast and just saying they need to play fast or they're playing too slow, that doesn't really tell you anything. Yeah. Why? And for me, the why is the decision-making is still not as fast as it needs to be on a couple fronts. You need more movement off the ball, and there were times where things got static. And it's because, and and I felt like tonight, especially Franco Ibarra and Eric Lopez, young players, this is very early in their career. They haven't played 20 games as a professional yet. This is one of the largest crowds that they've ever played in. It's the largest crowd that Franco Ibarra has ever played, and we know that for a fact. They got frozen a few times. They didn't move off the ball. Lopez seemed to get lost a couple of times in the attack. Ibarra, it took them an extra touch, an extra beat. That slows everything down. Also, you need to move the ball quicker. And I think when the team did that, they looked good. When they didn't, they looked a little more static. But, and I do not understand this, but I'll be be honest about it. This is nowhere near boring to me because I feel like this is a team that is constantly looking to get forward. Are they patient about it at times? Absolutely, as they should be, as most top teams are in possession. It is pointless to play fast just to play fast. Heinze said it this week. If you do that, you're going to give the ball away fast. You have to get forward in an organized way. You want to do that fast 
You want to do that quickly. You want to make the runs off the ball quick. You want to make the passes quick. To be able to play fast, it's not just to say, play fast. Uh, disjointed, it's disjointed when it's not fast, absolutely. To be that negative about it, though, I don't know. Maybe you're, you're looking for something that is not there as much. It can be better, don't get me wrong. It needs to be better as you play good teams. Montreal is a good team. It needs to be better next week when you're playing a better team in Seattle who has set the pace this season. Yeah, and also to Paul, like uh, I'll give him credit. He tagged us. There's some people out there, some accounts out there that like to say things about us and then block us so we can't see it. There's that. <clears throat> but, hey, look, it's, it's okay. We're having a sports debate here. I know there are a lot of you out there who don't, dis who don't agree with the way that Jason and I see things. That's okay. You're absolutely entitled to your opinion. I think we're entitled to our opinions too. Uh, but that's totally okay. All right, uh, Kevin from Charlotte, one individual moment is what we have been missing, and we got it. I still have questions, but we can't deny the fight in the team. Yeah, I mean, they, they fought. There, there are – I don't even know if it's questions as much as uncertainty because they're still learning. You know, you're, you're still very young in this. Managers will tell you six months is what you're looking for to see a breakthrough. You're nowhere near that right now. Six months of games, not not just training in, in preseason. It takes time, and it, it's not going to come easy. I think the players have consistently told you they are putting in the work on the training ground. They put in the work tonight. They did not settle for what the game had given them up to that point. They didn't settle for a point. They kept fighting, and, and George Bellow is not going to be mentioned much in that last sequence. He deserves a ton of credit because he made a very risky play at midfield to create the space to send Mulraney in. And then he continued his run. If you go back and watch, Bellow's run helps open up the space for Mulraney. Bellow was up and down the flank all night long. George Bellow is, is just tireless on that side. As much as we give Brooks Lennon credit for that, George Bellow is that. It needs to be better to win games more often and by bigger margins, but you fought to get this three points, and it's going to mean a lot. Okay, so let's speak to this from John Nace, and he makes a lot of positive comments about the result, but also says the team can't live long like this. Do you agree? Uh, no, because you're not going to change the way that you're playing. You're not going to change the work that you've put in. You need to keep working at it. Changing – at it means that you didn't believe in it in the first place. And this is something that you know, I don't care which manager you want to call out, if it's Marcelo Bielsa, if it's Pep Guardiola, if it's Thomas Tuchel, if it's Jurgen Klopp, and they all have different ways of interpreting the, the right way to play. None of those teams play the same. But all of them do stick with what they're working on. And when it doesn't work, like, you know, I'm trying to think of the times it didn't work, the second half against Philadelphia, draws are not the horrible thing that some people make them out to be, folks, especially on the road. When it doesn't work, what do you do? You don't abandon what you have been working towards. You double down and you continue to work. You isolate what went wrong. You isolate what can be better, and you continue to work. You hired Gabriel Heinze to do what he does. His style of play had everybody excited. He is delivering his style of play, it's up-tempo, you're getting numbers forward. It can be better because that's what happens over time. His team's consistently improved at Argentinos Juniors and at Vélez Argentinos. Just one other observation that I, I, I haven't really seen this mentioned a lot lately, 
Would you agree that Ezekiel Barco is one of maybe two or three the most important attacking pieces on this team? Yes, he is the most important attacking piece. I, I, I would say that as well, but I, I, if, if you want to maybe nitpick a little and say among the three. Joseph's uh, a different conversation. Sure. Yeah, Joseph finishing is, but in terms of, of creation, Ezekiel Barco is the most important. I just feel like Barco's absence has been either forgotten or willfully disregarded when we're having these discussions mm-hmm. um, right now. And I, I, I think that's mm-hmm. very, very significant. Jurgen down to a lesser extent. Jurgen Stom's absence is important too. I mean, there's a lot of people who look at the, you know, incomplete crosses that Jurgen Dom has put in, and they miss that he completed four, which is three more than most teams complete or most players complete from wide positions. It's, it's not easy. And the width is important. It is where your playmakers are. You're not playing an old-school number 10, sitting behind two forwards, spraying passes. The days of Carlos Valderrama are, are really gone in this league. You're playing with creativity out wide, and you need to continue to work to build more opportunities from wide positions. Okay, here's one from Trombone Steve. He says, I've seen a lot about tactical triangles from folks analyzing Heinze's plan. I also see we have to game time choose risk or reward or safe. Mm -hmm. Is that the direction we are headed? If the system is working like designed, what does it look like? It, It looks riskier than it does at times right now because everything is about creating superiority in different parts of the pitch. And the most obvious way you do that is numerical superiority. You want to create an additional runner to get a 2v1. If the other team brings a player over to make it 2v2, an additional player to make it 3v2. But superiority is not always numerical. It can be quality as well. And you want to get your best players isolated against weaker players from the opposition. That's where the pregame scouting comes into play. And we've seen Atlanta United consistently try to get Brooks Lennon isolated with players to put in those dangerous crosses. Love to see that more from Bello. Would love to see when Ezekiel Barco is back healthy, picking on players in the middle of the park that he can run by and create those passing lanes through. Okay, a couple more. Matt Wagner says, I think Heinze's choice to only make the Mulraney sub worked, but would you, if you were him, have subbed on anyone else? The boys were tired but ultimately prevailed. We did talk about that during the game broadcast. I was very surprised that additional subs were not made. Yeah, I kept expecting it. Um, Jackson Conway was up. It looked like he was going to come on at the end. He ultimately did not. You had Alex Dijon, Mikey Ambrose, Ronald Hernandez, Mateo Sosetu, and Conway and Kubo Torres available to come off the bench. Um, Lennon and Bello. Bello would have been a possibility to come off for Ambrose, but he got it right because Bello was huge at the very end. Uh, Hosetu for Ibarra was the one I was expecting because I thought that maybe he would go for it a little bit more. Hosetu was a little bit more of a naturally attack-minded player than Franco Ibarra. That's the main one, and you want Joseph to play as long as he can play and as long as he's contributing. He did through the end. Maybe Conway was there just in case, but Joseph was able to finish it out. I thought Conway was coming in, as a matter of fact. It looked thought. like they were bringing him in. And he could have come area. on as a second forward. He could have yeah. come on to get one more body in the 18. We don't know. Uh, Cody Thomas, what's the philosophy with the fullbacks? Lennon seems to always be pushing and attacking. Bello seems to be much more hesitant and cautious than Lennon and previous versions of Bello. He just seems to have the back pass first mentality. 
Yeah, it's just it's it's different because they're different players. Um, Lennon is an attacking weapon that Gabriel Heinze is trying to use uh, consistently to create chances. Uh, I've mentioned it a bunch. We didn't see it as much tonight where Atlanta United against Philadelphia in the second half, especially uh, up there in the second leg of CONCACAF and against Miami, had very specific sequences working from the left to the right to spring Lennon 1v1 to put in a cross. Lennon had five chances created in, in Fort Lauderdale, for example. So he, you want him involved more. You do need to have a little bit defensively and not just Santiago Sosa sitting between the center backs or sitting right in front to help defend. Bello is a little more naturally cautious. That will come as he gets more comfortable to risk and to go forward and to take those chances. And when he can get into the attack and stretch the field out wider, it allows Marcelino Moreno, when he's the winger, to come inside more and find those lanes. It's just comfort in the system. The outside backs need to be pushed up very, very high. They function as attackers often in the system. You want more from both sides. Lennon getting more of the ball in dangerous spots. Bello being in those dangerous spots more. By the way, that Moreno goal, was that off a cross? I believe it was. Oh, I got one finally. Finally, after five weeks. You did. On the AT&T countdown to kickoff. You did. A I successful forgot. prediction. You did. You're, might you're, you're be my one only of, one of the year. It might be. Might, might be my. Although I still think, I still that's, think that's the not. goal off a, a penalty or set piece for Barco maybe because it was off of the play. Whatever. One and a half. But I, the way I'm getting killed on Twitter tonight, I'll take it. <laughs> okay, uh, we're gonna take one final break. Now we'll look ahead to look. I, we're, let's not mince words. What Atlanta United is coming up next Sunday looks like a huge, huge challenge. They're going to play the Seattle Sounders, best team in the league, unquestionably. We will look ahead to that one right after this as Atlanta United gets it done tonight over Montreal 1-0 on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Can we go back? This is the moment. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. So we put our hands up like the ceiling can hold us. Like the ceiling can hold us. Can we go Back so on the full time report on Sports Radio 929. The game will double on Tondra here by Macklemore, Seattle artist. Yes. United going to Seattle. Won the Twitter uh, vote, by the way. Okay. Even better. Uh, but also, can't stop Atlanta United, even when you think they have been stopped. 1 0 win. Uh, a goal right at the death by Marcelino Moreno. Hey, by the way, how great was this? Atlanta United gets the dramatic win in front of the largest soccer crowd in the world since the pandemic began. The Braves won tonight at Milwaukee 5-1, and the Hawks have just won the Southeast Division title because Miami lost to Milwaukee. How cool is that? That's a night. That is a sports night in Atlanta. Uh, and the Hawks will play tomorrow against Houston, where um, if they win and the Knicks lose tomorrow, they'll get the four seed. But the Hawks will be no lower than fifth, and they'll play either the, nice. the Knicks or the Heat in the playoffs. So congrats. great job, Nate McMillan and Travis Schlank. Great job by the Braves tonight. Great job by Atlanta United tonight. But, man, this match coming up a week from tomorrow is a doozy. Yeah, scouting tomorrow night with Seattle playing LAFC. Not sure if Carlos Vela will be there, and we know that Stefan Fry won't be there for Seattle. Should be Spencer Ritchie in goal. 
But this has been a, a really strong Seattle team with Jordan Morris out. First, he was loaned to Swansea. Then he injured his knee. He's going to be out for the whole season, it appears. We wondered what the goal-scoring production would look like. Raul Ruiz Diaz has been excellent. Christian Roldan is having the best start to a season in his career. Joel Paulo, one of the best central midfielders in this league. And they added Bradley Smith and Jimmy Madronda to this team, and both have played very well. They're even getting good performances from some of the homegrowns who are starting to come through for the Sounders, like Josh Atencio. It's a very good, deep squad. Be watching tomorrow night to see how Atlanta United can attack this. They're going to have to be as good defensively as they have been, but they've got to play in Seattle's half as much as possible and be strong against the counter. That's where the Sounders thrive. Well, it's uh, a big early season test. It's the only road match the uh, the team will play against a Western Conference opponent this year. It'll be nationally televised on Big Fox. We'll be on the air at 4 o'clock next Sunday for the Five Stripes Countdown, either on 92.9 the game or on the New Star 94. That will be determined by the Hawks and if they are playing a playoff game at that time. If not, we'll be on the game. If they are, we will be on star hope you enjoy the broadcast tonight our producer was dylan matthews our engineer was miller pope for jason longshore i'm mike conti once again atlanta united defeats montreal one nil at the death on sports radio 92.9 the game you've been listening to mls action of our atlanta united tune in for complete match day coverage all season long the home for our atlanta united is sports radio 92.9 the game How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.